Welcome, friends. I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for September 5, 2023. Today's New Testament lesson is from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verses 7 to 13. Love and Obedience Write this letter to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. This is the message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close, and what he closes, no one can open. I know all the things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you will obey my word and did not deny me. Look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars who say they are Jews but are not, to come and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the ones I love. Because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have, so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God, and they will never have to leave it. And I will write on them the name of my God and they will be citizens in the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God, and I will also write on them my new name. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. New Living Translation In 1983, Chuck Colson, a former White House counsel and founder of Prison Fellowship, wrote a timely and influential book entitled Loving God. In it, he presented a simple yet biblical premise concerning the life of every believer in Jesus. The way to love God is to obey God. Every door that opens hinges on our listening to God and then obeying what the Lord says to do. This is how we show our love for God. Jesus himself communicated to the church at Philadelphia, not Pennsylvania, but ancient Asia Minor, which is now present-day Turkey, affirming their faithful obedience of the message. Because of their steadfast observance of the gospel, the Philadelphian believers would be protected and loved by Jesus. The church at Philadelphia did much more than offer a confession of loving God. They affirmed their confession steadfast, loving obedience to Jesus. In some Christian traditions, this is described as living into our baptism. It's one thing to experience the waters of baptism through being set apart by the Holy Spirit for a relationship with God in the person finished work of Jesus. And it's quite another thing to live into this reality <clears throat> by learning and listening to God's word and then dutifully obeying it. Humans are complex creatures in their psychology, sociology, and history. However, there is at least one simple, straightforward biblical truth we all can live into. To love God is to obey God. Therefore, it is quite necessary <clears throat> for us to spend extended times reading and knowing our Bibles so that we can hear and fast to what it says. Chuck Colson said, 
It is not what we do that matters, but what a sovereign God chooses to do through us. God doesn't want our success. He wants us. He doesn't demand our achievements. He demands our obedience. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of paradox, where through the ugly defeat of a cross, a holy God is utterly glorified. Victory comes through defeat, healing through brokenness, finding self through losing self. When we truly love someone, we want to do what they say, to fulfill their wishes, whatever those desires are. And then when we do it, there is joy in accomplishing it. We don't think about how much it costs or all the work that goes into it. Instead, we say to ourselves, this person is worth it. I'm glad to do it. This is why love is at the center of all true obedience to God. Those without love eventually give up, fall away, and fail to persevere through the difficulties of doing the will of God. But those enamored with love for God consider it a privilege to endure suffering for the sake of Jesus Christ. Just yesterday I met with a dear woman in the hospital who had endured many hard things in her life. She relayed all of this to me with a sincere smile because she is so thankful for God's grace in her life. The woman's face was bright with the love of God in her life, and she was profoundly grateful that the Lord saw fit to send me to see her. My friends, how our world would be so much different and better if we Christians would but bask in the love of God through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. We have quite enough Christians in this world who appear as if they were baptized not in the gracious water of life, but in the sour vinegar of pickle juice. They tend to only obey out of duty and do so with the grumpy frown which no one wants to be around. This old fallen world needs us, our love for God, our love for one another, a love which informs and guides our every word and action. Hard things become easy with the presence of love, which the patriarch Jacob knew so well. It says in Genesis 29:20, Jacob worked seven years for Laban, but the time seemed like only a few days because he loved Rachel so much. People of God, we can do hard things. We can do them because of love. Deuteronomy chapter 10 says, What does the Lord your God ask of you? Only this to revere the Lord your God by walking in all his ways, by loving him, by serving the Lord your God with all your heart and being, and by keeping the Lord's commandments and his regulations that I am commanding you right now. It's for your own good. May it be so to the glory of God and for the blessing of the world as well as our own lives. Gracious God, thank you for the message of good news that in Jesus Christ I have forgiveness of sins. Help me to hold on to this gospel through all the vicissitudes of life so that obedience springs from my heart in all things by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.